We understand that and we would continue to encourage you to take the necessary uh, uh, precautions. And again, as, we, as we're trying to move forward, forward with this, we're not 100% sure what our plans will be. But we will just try to, to make sure that, that you know as, as we uh, work our way uh, through this uh, what we're going to do and how we're going to handle this. And we'll try to make sure that you know our plans uh, each and every week. Tomorrow, I, I, I just feel like I should mention that tomorrow is Memorial Day. And that is the day that we have set aside in this country to, country to remember those who gave their lives in the service of our nation. And so tomorrow, uh, uh, it's a holiday, and you may have some plans for that. But whatever you're doing, take a moment uh, to remember those who, uh, who made the ultimate sacrifice for our country. In Matthew 5 and in verse 16, Jesus says there, let, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus again in Luke 6 and verse 36, Therefore be merciful, he says, just as your Father also is merciful. In these verses, Jesus refers to God as your Father. And that makes you special. No matter who you are, no matter what your position in life might be in, in this world, you are special because God is your Father. There is a saying that goes, uh, it's something like, uh, I may not word it exactly right, nothing is ordinary if it is used right. If we live our lives in the way that our Father in heaven would have us to live them, then we are special. We are, we are not common or ordinary. But most of us think of ourselves as, eh, I'm just a regular Joe. There's nothing special about me. And I appreciate your humility. I really do. And the Bible does tell us that we should not think too highly of ourselves. And so uh, having humility is important. But that doesn't mean you're common. There is something special about you. Look with me at Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And so, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. You, you are made. Think about that. You are made in God's own image. That is, that is not common. The psalmist tells us more. Look at Psalms 139. Psalms 139. And this uh, begins about verse 13. The psalmist says, 
For you formed my inward parts. God did that. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. We, God, made us in His own image. We are not common and ordinary. But we are humble. And, and, and that's good. We, we should be. We think, well, there's millions of folks out there in the world, and I'm just one of them. And it might seem that way sometimes. But would you say that trees are common? Well, they grow all over the place. There's a whole lot of them. That's, that's pretty common. But you know those trees give off the oxygen that we need to breathe. We need those trees just to survive. When you look at it uh, that way, those trees don't seem quite so common, do they? Would you say water is common? Well, we turn on our faucet, and there it is. It falls out of the sky sometimes. That seems pretty common. But the medical folks tell us that we can only live three or four days without water and we will die. When you look at it from that perspective, that water doesn't seem quite so common, does it? Remember that, that God made trees. God made water, and He had a purpose for them. Uh, humans need them. The human race needs those things to survive. God had a purpose for those things. And God has a purpose for us as well. And what God purposes for our lives, the way we are supposed to live, how we are to conduct ourselves as we make our way through this world and, and hopefully spend eternity with God in heaven, what God purposes for our life is not common and ordinary. I'm reminded of Acts chapter 10. Uh, just before... Peter went to see Cornelius. Peter has a vision. In that vision, he sees what looks like a, a, a big sheet being let down out of the sky. And inside that sheet is all kinds of unclean animals, animals that, that the Jews could not eat. They were forbidden by the law of Moses. And Peter hears a voice saying, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter says, Not so, Lord. I've never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice says, What God has cleansed, don't you call common. If we are living our life according to what the New Testament teaches us, according to what God's Word says, in the way that God wants us to do it, if we are doing that, we are not common. <clears throat> but we think, well, who am I? You know, what, what can I do? I, I don't have any, 
any special uh, abilities. Remember the story in, in Luke chapter 10, and it starts at verse 25. This is the story that we call the Good Samaritan. In that story, Luke tells us that a, a lawyer, and this man would have been uh, an expert in the law of Moses, which was still in effect at that time. Luke tells us that that lawyer stands up to tempt Jesus. Now, his motivation was not good, but he asked a legitimate question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus' answer was, well, what's written in the law? How do you read? Man was a lawyer. He should have known the answer to that. He did. Love the Lord thy God. With all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy strength, and all of thy mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, well, that's it. You, you've got it right. This do, and you will live. But Luke says that the lawyer, willing to justify himself, asked Jesus another question. Well, who's my neighbor? Who, who falls under the umbrella of, of my neighbor? And Jesus tells him that story about the man who went down from Jerusalem to, to Jericho. He fell among thieves. They wounded him. They stripped him of his clothing. And they left him half dead. Jesus tells us that a priest came by. And he passed by on the other side. And then a Levite came by. That was the tribe that all of the priests came from. The Levite comes by, and he also passes by on the other side. But then Jesus tells us that a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came near where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. And so he went to him. He bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. He set him on his own beast, took him to an inn, and took care of him. Of him. The next day he gave money to the innkeeper. Take care of him. Whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. Jesus asked that lawyer, he said, which one of, of those three do you think was a neighbor to the man that fell among the thieves? And the answer is pretty obvious. He who showed mercy. And Jesus told the lawyer, he said, you go and do likewise. Now, if you ask that man who had been beaten and robbed, if you ask him, hey, was that, that guy who, who stopped to help you, was that just a common man? I feel sure he would say, no way. That, that guy saved my life. There's nothing common about him. No sirree, Bob, there is not. He is not a common man. But you know what? That Samaritan did not have any special abilities. Now, now what he did was a great thing. But he didn't do anything that anybody couldn't have done. He did not have any special gifts. But he had compassion. And he went out of his way. He went the extra mile to help somebody else. And there is nothing common 
or ordinary about that. There is a passage I want you to look at with me in Matthew chapter 10. And it's verse 42, and, and I want to tell you, when you look at it, you may think, why did he pick that, that passage? Well, it's, it's kind of obscure. We never really look at it, but I, I think we can learn a lesson from it. In Matthew 10 and verse 42, Jesus said these words, And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water, in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Just a, just a cup of cold water. Uh, just a tiny little thing. If it's, if it's done for the right reason. We're, we're trying to help, help somebody. Hey, they're thirsty and they need a drink. And, and we offer them a cup of cold water. Even something as small as that. Done for the right reasons to help another human being is not common. Even something that small matters. It, it, it counts if it's done for the right reason. It is not common. Look with me now at Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Let's look at, at verses 12 and 13. Paul writes here, Therefore, my beloved... As you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do, for his good pleasure. You see, God... God works through our uh, uh, regular Joes, all of us regular Joes, to accomplish His work. The prophet Isaiah tells us that he heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah's reply was, Here am I. Send me. If we have the spirit of Isaiah, I will help. I will step up and I will do the best that I can to help other folks. If we have that spirit, my friends, we are not common. We are not ordinary. There is something special about us. I wish that in our world today, there were more people like that who had the spirit of Isaiah. Here am I. I will go. Send me. Let me add one more thing before we close. There is nothing common about being a member of the Lord's body, a Christian. There is nothing common about that. Look with me at Romans chapter 8. Let me show you what the Apostle Paul says right there. Starting in verse 14. Romans 8 and verse 14. Now, now how he words this is important. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, those of us who are trying to practice God's Word, these are the sons of God. 
For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of, uh, of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, now notice his reasoning. If we are children, then we're heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So, friends, look at it now. We are made in God's own image. God is our Father. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. There is nothing common about that. If you are a Christian, then you are a child of God. That is not common and ordinary. Don't tell me it is. Don't tell me it is. What, what God has cleansed, don't you call common, that voice said. But if you are not a Christian this morning, then there's, there's something missing. There is something that is absent in your life. But you can fix it by obeying the gospel, becoming a Christian. Repentance of sins is necessary. Confessing the name of Jesus Christ as the Son of God is necessary. Immersion in the waters of baptism for the remission of sins. Those things are necessary. If you're willing to do that, you can become a member of the Lord's body and a and a child of God. There, there is nothing common uh, about that. If you're willing to obey the gospel, we will, we will help you make that happen. Perhaps you have been in that exalted position, a, a, a child of God, uh, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You, you've been there, but you have fallen away. If that is the case, you, you can fix it. Repent of those things that caused you to stray away. Ask for the prayers of those that are faithful and be restored. You can do that this morning if you are with us. If you are watching our live stream, please contact us and, and let us know. And if we can help you, we will do whatever it takes to make it happen. If you're subject to the Lord's invitation, please let it be known while we stand and sing.